as it has been, is over. That face is on some fun. Let's be ready for anything. Welcome back. Episode number six. Boom. Lucky number six. Worldwide sensation. <laughs> Set phasers to fun. We have a special guest in the studio today. He's... In addition to, this is our first live podcast. Yeah, I was never... talking about you. Oh, me? I'm the special guest. <laughs> <laughs> we have two special guests. <laughs> yeah. No, make this correct. In a derogatory way. Megan and I are sitting in the same room together. It's magical. For the first time since we started the podcast. I'm touched. It's going great. With us also, a dear old friend. <laughs> dear old friend. A science fiction enthusiast. Yeah. Yeah. Larry Pontius. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. We have a little bit of business before we get started. Mm. We've had some viewer mail. Jason McCullough, you might remember from last episode where he brought up the specter of an unholy piece of performance art that we discussed at length, says he wasn't actually expecting discussion of his NSFW <laughs> comments, but surprise, the reaction sure delivered. So I'm glad we were able to make... We deliver reactions like you would not believe on this podcast. What you're saying is social media works. It sure does. Larry, what did you think of our discussion of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a little behind. Oh. I thought it was great. That's good. I thought, I thought right it was incisive. Yeah. And insightful uh, yep. and um, inclusive. All right. Yeah, the three eyes. Great. Very specific feedback. And we appreciate it. <laughs> and then we got a, another uh, tweet there from uh, someone called Bryce Defer, uh, who says, I can't drink coffee while I listen to Seth Phaser's pod anymore. I laughed so hard during my commute that I choked on my coffee and almost wound up wearing it. Oh, so set phases wow. to fun fatalities one. He should he should try a straw. We're glad that uh, Bresfer. We're glad you're listening. We appreciate it. Please drive safe. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. Stay on your <laughs> stay on your in your lane there. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, we are going to talk about. We brought Larry here because Larry is uh, an enthusiast of the original Star Trek series, mm. which I have never really. Seen Charlie, have you watched a lot of never seen? A little, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like yeah, I saw I the Tribble episode and some other things. And so Larry is here, and we're gonna just sort of pepper him with questions. It's Larry is what we call a deep cut nerd. Right. <laughs> what was the last episode you remember in depth? I'm 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 kind of horrifically confused because BBC America shows Next Generation in in repeats, and I've never kind of understood why. Because it's the best show. Ever, well, I know, ever. but it just—it but it just seems like it, it's not a very British show. Patrick so, Stewart's British. Because Patrick no, Stewart. but Captain Picard is French. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I just blew your mind. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, But anyway, <laughs> yeah, we know so, where he's from. It's so, <laughs> We're almost so, like we watch the show a lot. I know, I know. Shut up, Wesley. Who was the last one I watched in depth? Oh God. You know what? He was the first French Borg. Ah, uh, ooh la la. <laughs> was. Oh la la. I don't know if he was. You will be assimilated. I don't know, because there were some oui, oui. who were assimilated in Star Whoa. Trek Voyager years prior. Bon chance, mon amour. <laughs> you will be assimilated. We are the Borg. Eat my breeze. <laughs> you would think if they assimilated the French knowledge, like all the Borg would just get, like, they would just turn into cooking a lot. My, my thinking, my thinking is they would take long lunches 
Yes. Well, but they're, you know, take August off. Keep in mind, <laughs> they are assimilating Picard's French knowledge. So they're like, that's true. Original wine makings for suckers. Like, they that's got true. a little right. bit of that. They're like, right. I'm going to, we should be career oriented. Do you and think and our they, accents to be more British than what French. If they, uh, what if they, what if they, uh, Assembly Picard, and they got really into like archaeology. That's all they wanted to do. <laughs> and they're running around the universe, going, "This should be in a museum." We're flying this dumb ship around yeah. to different things, but we really we, only want to go to ruins. We are Borg. <laughs> we are interested in preserving history. <laughs> Aztecs. Uh, I don't remember the last episode that uh, I watched in depth um, because I watched kind of like 15, 20 minutes uh, on BBC America and kind of go, oh, okay. I've, I feel like I, I check in with Next Generation. Yeah. Okay. That's, what I, um, that's what I do. But, yeah. I will, but if I stumble across a, an original series, I will have uh, more of a tendency to rewatch the whole episode. Okay. Uh, yesterday I watched uh, the episode of The Survivors. If you remember that one? Uh, where they... Uh, they find a planet. There's only one house left, and it's an old couple. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Pretty good episode, you guys. That is a good episode. It's a good. I love a mystery episode, and yeah. it really delivers. And you're like, which one of those old people's evil? Yeah. One of them's gotta be evil. Somebody's yep. gonna not be what they appear to be. one of them be. is not a real person. That's what it was, and you didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. No. The twist. No, you didn't. And but it was satisfying. <laughs> it was very satisfying. Um. Picard really figured it out. He well, likes to figure things out. He's a detective. In he's the thinker. Sphere. Well, he's that, you know, oh, what's the holodeck character he likes to play? Dixon Hill. Dixon, Dixon Hill. Hill. He is Dixon Hill. Step on it. Step on it. <laughs> and Mr. LaForge? Sir. Step on it. So, Larry, help us out. Yes, Megan. People go on and on about Captain Kirk. Yes. Like he's some big deal. Um, like he's something. Yeah. Okay. So could you All just right. extol the just share with us your impressions as a deep cut B side nerd? <laughs> just tell oh sh- share like what is the appeal of Captain Kirk in both the show, both the TV show and in the movies? Kirk is a very human character in the in the sense that he and he's and he's a very heroic character, obviously. But I think he's a very human character who has flaws, has ego. And is kind of rough and tumble, but has these two angels on either side of him. That would be Scotty and Spock. That would be McCoy and Spock. Oh, McCoy. <laughs> right. Scotty just fixes the engines and lies. He's okay. a liar. That's what we discovered in Next Generation. Okay. Uh, but McCoy and McCoy and, and, and Spock, you I know, see. that they're that the they're the he's two angels on either side of him. I think in some ways he's more of an everyman than Picard. Not that I necessarily want to get into comparisons between Kirk and Picard. Um I think he, there's a degree of aspirationalness of like, oh, he's this handsome guy. He can woo people. Right. But so like people want to be him. When, when you say it that way, it sounds um, uh, gross. But I think <laughs> we've taken aboard from unregistered transport vessel its captain and and three unusual females. These women have a mysterious magnetic effect on the male members of my crew, including myself. My follow-up question is, in a nutshell. <laughs> What is, what's the primary difference, you think, between the original series and Next Generation? I, I don't want it to sound like, oh, this one's better than the other one. I, I think between these two series, I think they're both really great series. Primarily the difference is, is just there's, there's the quality of, there's 20 years of difference of television going on. So there's, one is definitely more plot-driven, 
and focuses much more on the characters of three people in in Star Trek, the original Star Trek. So we're we're dealing more with Kirk, uh, McCoy, and Spock, and the other people are secondary characters. Where Next Generation is a much stronger ensemble show. Hashtag the bright flames of data. <laughs> bright, bright flames. I hope it trends. I think with Next Generation, I think there's a there is a much more focus on character, and we're seeing more of their daily lives stuff. Um, I think there's also, this might sound strange, I think there's a more Twilight Zone um, quality to actually the original series. Me- and meaning, like, here's a very stark morality tale, like, um, let this be your own battlefield, where there's the the, the uh, um, black on one side, oh. white on the other side. Oh, don't roll your eyes. It's a great episode. It can be more heavy-handed. I will say it's more heavy-handed. Yeah. But, um, but I think that there's a... A more boldness and weirdness to the storytelling, I think, in the original series than I think in Next Generation. I would say the primary difference for me is that Next Generation is interesting. <laughs> and All right. The original Wait, Star Trek. Hold on, let is, me take my gloves off. Is uh, boring. Uh, oh, I just right. bored. It just bored me. And I have a friend I went to college with, and now we have reconnected on the Facebook. His name is Chris Mordica. Honk if you're listening, Chris Mordica. And he made an argument about, he was like, well, the original is event-oriented, and uh, Next Generation is character-oriented, which is why I like the original better, because events never go out of style. And I was like, you've just made the argument for why I prefer Next Generation, because I don't care about the events, I care only about the characters. But see, I think the original series is like, we're going to talk about racism, and we're going to do it this way. We're going to paint somebody black on one side, white on the other... And the idiocy of racism. I don't know. I think the next generation tends to tackle things so much in a such more interesting way than original series ever did. Like the episode where Riker, who's kind of this Kirk proxy, like he's the he's a Decker proxy. Come on, let's just say it. I don't know what that means. Next, uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Basically, what they did Decker Decker from he was the guy that was in love with the bald chick who had empathetic. Uh. Oh my god. Deep anyway, cut nerd. this isn't deep Boom. cut nerd. Okay, so listen. To so, that is enough, damn it! In any event, Riker fell in love with a non-gender on the yeah, planet. Yeah. yeah, and that is such a more interesting way to deal with like what they were what to tackle, which is gay rights, than like having people haphazardly painted and wearing turtlenecks. The other thing that. that's awesome about that episode when Riker falls in love with a non-gendered person is like you think about like this was. When was that? 1989? 1990? Like, we're in, like, we're just coming off the AIDS crisis. Like, it's only been, like, less than five years when our federal government even acknowledged that AIDS was a thing. Absolutely. And, like, people are dying by the thousands, and they're like, hey, man, like, that's so amazing. But you know what? But they had never, they never did. This is before Angels, hang on. It was before Angels in America, even. Really bold and transgressive and exciting. And I think, and, and the originals... Ahead of its time. Okay, well, we're going to talk about bold and transgressive. The first interracial kiss. <sighs> the f- oh, Are you kidding inter- me? No, it's a big deal. Are you deal. kidding me? I just, it's it's a, a very big deal. Look, the only two things I ever hear about the original series are the interracial kiss and the tribbles. And I'm like, I'm sick of the tribbles and yeah. I'm sick of the interracial kiss. I'm so frightened. I'm so very frightened. Well, since we're talking about the original series and comparing it to Next Gen, who do you think, between Riker and Kirk, who do you think has more sexually transmitted diseases? 
why can't we say Picard? Because Picard has as much action as Riker. Actually, I wouldn't say Picard had more. No. No. Picard? Picard. No. Riker. Vash. Vash. He slept with Vash. Picard. Riker yeah, can slay like every one. planet they stop at. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, Captain, I gotta go. I'll be back in 30 minutes. <laughs> um, Make that I would 15. Say, I would, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say Riker because I think Kirk has a better doctor. Even the advances of the 80-whatever years? Yeah, because I think McCoy think... is a better doctor than Crusher. I, I, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, I think Kirk is, like, clean as a whistle. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because the 84-year advancement. Right. I don't think in uh, Riker believes in, in, in technology. He plays the trombone. Come on. Yeah, he does. He does play the trombone. He's a sexy trombone. He's like the <laughs> sexiest trombone player mm-hmm. there has ever been or will be. He plays the trombone and he winks at an alien. Oh. And I'll tell you this: we were sitting when we were talking last night about Riker when the original when it was on originally, and I was watching it as a youth. I thought Riker was skeevy and gross, and now that I am a fully formed lady, <laughs> I'm like he's kind of a sexy barrel chested. Like I get and it, and like, I'm I very get, curious about that. I get the Riker appeal. What's changed in you? Because obviously the show hasn't changed. Well, I've become a woman, Larry. I forgot. <laughs> I know and the women, touch of a man. And women and women Thank like you. the barrel-chested uh, trombone playing. Well, they want somebody who knows what they're doing. Like Riker can drive. Stick. Thank you, Jonathan Frakes, for guiding Megan into womanhood. Yes, thank you, Jonathan Hashtag Frakes. Hashtag Jonathan Frakes um, drives me into womanhood. I dream of a galaxy where your eyes are the stars and the universe worships the night. Careful. Putting me on a pedestal so high you may not be able to reach me. Then I'll learn how to fly. Whatever happened. You are the heart in my day and the soul in my night. I don't think this is my style. Shut up, kid. Tell me more about my eyes. Once you put a man in a miniskirt, he realizes the miniskirt is an untenable uh, uniform and they should all be burned. All right, well, maybe we should play a little FMK (laughs) with some of the original cast members since Larry's here as our resident expert all right, all right how about this okay so uh larry fornicate mary kill captain kirk mm-hmm. captain picard <laughs> uh captain janeway from oh my God. star trek <clears throat> i would marry picard because i feel like he would make me scones in the morning Charlie and I just nodded sagely at one another. <laughs> like, We're like, yes. You know, but, but I feel like good he's, young Padawan. He's, good. He's, he's safe. He's comforting. Yeah. You know. Um, you just admitted that next generation is better. And he's also the no, sexiest. I did not. I did no because I'm gonna go with Kirk for fornicate because I bet you he's learned some stuff. Sure, I'll give you um, that. But I don't want to say I want to kill Janeway. Uh, I yeah. would. I would say I would put her out of her mystery, uh, misery. That's what okay. I was gonna. That I would. I would take her to the farm upstate. All right. And not for any reason other than that's just my third option with her. I think um, uh, she's a lovely violator of the prime directive. I I agree with uh, your picks on the Mary. I would swap out, though. I would kill Kirk. And because he's just a walking bag of syphilis, and on I would we disagree. We disagree make on that. sweet, sweet love to Janeway yeah. because she needs a little tenderness. She's stranded out there in the D quadrant or whatever the hell. Doesn't. Like, Delta Corp. Yeah, she needs a little. She needs a little tenderness, she, she and I can Chakotay. provide that. Space syphilis. She has Chakotay. Well, I'm saying Are in this really? scenario, she has me. That's they my were, point. They're hinting at it, but they know. Oh, okay. That's my point. Is that she needs? I've, but I. But I'm going to say like if I'm going to fornicate. Yeah. In in the most graphic of 
definitions of fornicate. Sure. I think uh, Kirk is going to take me um, to unknown planets. I'm sorry, Larry, you're incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Young man, we're here on a business trip and we have a lot of work to do. FMK, Gene Roddenberry, Ron Moore, Brandon (laughs) Brown. Was that boo or moo? That was ooh. ooh or ooh I was saying ooh. Ronald Moore. All right. So, all right. So, okay. Let me think. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to kill Brandon Braga. Sorry, Brandon. The fact that you don't have a D in the word Brandon is unsettling to me. Um, so, goodbye, Brandon Braga. Right, someone's got to go, and it's, you're it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I would, um, I would fornicate Gene Roddenberry. Uh Mostly because I want to spend all my time with Ron Moore. I want to just, like, I want to wake up with Ron Moore. I want to go to bed with Ron Moore. I want to talk about all things Battlestar with Ron Moore. I have so much, I so, I, there's so much I want to talk about with Ron Moore that I think only, we could only get married. I'm, I'm, uh, I, your answers are correct. Oh, wonderful. But for the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to uh, also kill, uh, uh, or put out of his misery, Brandon Braga, um, because <clears throat> of Terra Nova, um, Star Trek Voyager, um, and some other threshold, some other not so great uh, TV shows. I will get in line to fornicate with Gene Roddenberry because there are other people. Sure, well, I got there first. From, I got there first. Well, there's there's Nurse Chapel and there's other women. Um, again, I'm going to go to a small circle of hell. Uh, and I will uh, also with Ron. I will snuggle with Ron Board, uh, Ron Moore, and his beard. Stroke his beard. Right, he's got that Riker beard going. Which it, when I was fourteen, and, I was like, I don't get and, it. And, and now that hair. I'm a, a fancy lady, I'm like, mm, I and get he's got it. flowing hair. I get it. Yeah, in Outlander, as an Outlander, yeah. Yeah. So those are the correct answers, Charlie. What are your correct answers? Oh boy, I think you're right. What now, if trend? I kill, if I kill Rod Mary. Does the show still exist? Oh. Well, this is all theoretical, so yes. All right. I kill Roddenberry. You're not killing him in his crib. Uh, I kill Roddenberry. I F Braga. Because <laughs> who knows what that... I mean, nobody knows. Like, who knows? Somebody's... Yeah, yeah I'm sure several people do. Uh, you, you are effing Braga for the same reason why I was effing Janeway. Like, give him a moment of tenderness. Right. <laughs> he needs some help. <laughs> uh, and then I marry... Uh, Ron Moore, obviously. Ron, if you're out there listening and you're feeling lonely, there's clearly three people who would marry you. It's true. I think he's probably all right. I'm sure he's just fine. I'm sure he's sitting home right now being like, when is the next episode of Set Phasers to Fun? And when can I be on Set Phasers to Fun? Ron Moore, if you're listening, you can tweet us at setphaserspod or write in to setphaserspod at gmail.com. And if it helps, helps, there's probably some whiskey here you can drink while you are um, talking. Uh, it's set phasers pod on Twitter and set phasers to fun pod at Gmail. I think. Who can remember? Listen this to the is old a episodes. Ramshackle organization. But no yeah. one's ever written in on Gmail, so I can't imagine. <laughs> Lower the shields. Leave the hailing frequency open. What's your favorite episode? What's your favorite next generation episode? Oh, good one. Oh, um, I like the Scotty one a whole lot. Typical. Um. Why? Why this bitterness? That's my favorite. Why this one? That is my favorite one of the with the with your old crew. I think it's the it's and it's the best. It's I think it's the best crossover one because it's actually about something more. I think Star Trek is much better when there's another thing going on besides the plot and like a larger thematic thing. I have a great fondness for the you know 
Lacutus episode. Because that was a great cliffhanger, and it was wonderful to experience a cliffhanger in pre-internet days. Right? I was watching... I uh, We were talking about last podcast. I watched um, those episodes, I think. I watched some episodes. There's a cliffhanger episode. I forget which one it was. Yeah. In my parents' house a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. where I watched them when they were uh-huh. on the air. I'm like... I had to wait four months to find out what happened yeah. in San Francisco. Oh, my God. Good Lord. Because <laughs> what I loved about, like, you know, Picard's been assimilated, blah, blah, blah. And we don't know actor contract. Like, we know, unfortunately, like, now we know, like, oh, an actor signed up for seven years, blah, blah, blah. So we know they're coming back. So it was so nice to have a cliff, a real cliffhanger, and you had no way of knowing. Or, or maybe I was just young enough to believe, like, maybe they're going to get rid of Picard, you know? Um, I, I, so I would say I would, being you know, so tense that summer, being like, "When is it? What's going to happen?" Actually, here, here, my the first appearance of the Borg. That's my favorite episode because that. Speaking of tense, that's a really intense episode because there are these just unstoppable things, and then they just like, "Nope, we're out." And they're and the crew. It's one of the few times I can think of that the crew is actually really powerless to do anything because they can't stop fantastic. the Borg. Yeah. And they, awesome. need, and they need a cue to, to, to step in. Because I like it when TV shows, the, when the heroes of the TV shows actually fail. It's, it's great to see when, when Perry Mason loses a case, when Castle can't figure something out, because it, it, increase, it allows stakes to be real. Larry is 72 years old. <laughs> Larry is 72 years old. <laughs> Bring I, back Perry Mason. I like Perry Mason. Where's Get Down the Street? Um, <laughs> did Matt Hawk ever lose? I don't know. Um, but 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 when there when there's an actual failure on the part of your heroes, and I not don't need it every episode, but like, then it actually means like stakes can actually mean something. But if they're always successful, then it's like, Meh. so that first appearance of the Borg, like I would have loved it if they actually after that two part, the Borg never appeared again because I feel like subsequent appearances made them less threatening. But those first few appearances were fantastic. Uh-huh. I mean, like Hugh. Come on, Hugh. I'm Hugh. I'm Hugh the Borg. That was great. That was awesome. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Hugh, and he was then he became an individual, and then that individuality corrupted the inside of the Borg. Like, isn't that awesome? Boy. Don't, don't you want that to be true? Like, it's not true. <laughs> but don't you want it to be true that, Which like, true? you think, why am I on Facebook? Why am I on Twitter? Right? Yeah. Because if you, like, the, who was it who said, you know, if, if you don't understand how a website makes its money, the answer is you are not the consumer, you are, or you're the you're the reason they make the money. Or I'm screwing it up. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. <laughs> it sounds if really great. you don't great. know, how, like, how does Facebook make its money? It's because we are not the customer, we are the product, mm-hmm. right? right? Facebook right, is right. the data mining and they're selling it to everybody, right? Right. And so, you, but you think, like, I'm gonna, I'm the individual and I'm gonna infiltrate the collective and then corrupt it from the inside like occupy Man. wall street like you want to sort of believe that that's possible yeah. and i don't know if it is but like that is the the best thing about the hugh episode it's like hugh like do it hugh bring him down from the in- occupy board can you imagine kirk making such a nuanced decision as Picard oh. did in that episode it's like we're not going to destroy this race because we can yeah. i know that there are enemies and that they are bent on gallic yeah. Galaxial domination, but but prime directive, prime directive baby. We can't do he's it. He makes ethical... peace with the Klingons. We can't do he it. He makes peace with the Klingons in an episode. He's 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 a nuanced ethical man. 
who d understands that you can be virile and also diplomatic at the same time. You sound you you that sounds like Kirk to me. He he is Picard is the Barack Obama of the next generation. Captain Kirk, the George Washington. Oh, he's George Bush. I think Are you I think me? He, I think you need he's to watch George the next, I think you need to watch some original series. <laughs> he's like pew pew pew. Let's have some fights. He's not. Pew, 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 but he's pew. honestly he's not. I, don't I think know, Picard man. got that stabbed out of himself in the academy. <laughs> I think people conflate Captain Kirk with William Shatner. The car the person that William Shatner is out in public, they think, oh, that's Captain Kirk. Let me speak to your Fuhrer. I'll tell him everything he wants to know. All right. FMK. Boy. Sulu. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Data. Oh. Odo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah, good oh. one. Good one. I'm going to kill Sulu. Sorry, oh. Sue. Goodbye to you. Uh, I am going to fornicate with Data. <laughs> I have gone on record in this podcast about how I think that he would be a really exciting fornication partner. He is a sex toy. Yeah, he was a total, total life-size sex toy. And then uh, finally, <laughs> I would marry Odo, and we would scheme. The two of us, we would scheme together mm. and like think the deep thoughts. It would be yeah. awesome. And I'd be like, what's up with your nose, Odo? Larry? Oh, my. Mary Sulu, uh, because he could teach me fencing. And Data could Maybe teach we, you can, fencing. we could work out. Yeah, but I feel like there's passion from Sulu where there's not really passion from Data. All right, sure. You know, I, I want to grow with somebody, so I'll marry Ooh, Sulu. I want to grow with somebody. Um, um, I will. I guess I'm going to have to fornicate with Data. Good choice. Right. You know, because again, like, he. Like Kirk, I think he could probably teach me something. Um, I, and I guess I'm gonna, that means I'm going to have to kill Odo, even though that, that does break my heart, because I have an Odo action figure. Um, Deep cut nerd, people. Yeah, you are fully functional, aren't you? Of course, but... How fully? In every way, of course. I am programmed in multiple techniques. A broad variety of pleasuring. Uh, if there were a reunion episode of Next Generation, what story would it be? I was really curious about and very excited about Troy and Worf getting knit mm -hmm. together towards the end. And then when the movie came out, they sort of elided that whole thing and went back right, to Troy yeah, right and back, Riker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I get, Troy and Riker, I see that. But I was, got, I was really excited about the possibilities of Troy and Worf because I thought... They both had something in the other that that made them better mm -hmm. people. Beauty and the Beast. I guess, but like also like that, you know. I don't know. I just I thought it was very excited so, about that coupling. Yeah. And I wanted to know. I want to see that play out. All right. Um, there's a great Twitter called Star Trek Season Eight, I think, mm -hmm. where they do plots for the <laughs> fictional eighth season, yeah, yeah. which is worth checking out. I want to see Riker and Troy divorced, <laughs> commuting to raise their kid together. Yeah. Oh. Or their kid is like a little Wesley style shit. <laughs> <laughs> Riker's kid's a nerd. That's good plot. He's like a little, yeah. he's like a Geordie. Oh. Troy and they have a little Geordie. So that's like our C storyline. <laughs> okay. In the movie. Mm -hmm. I would like to see an episode with uh, Crusher and Pulaski. <laughs> yep. I think like an arena. Like they run into one another and be like, oh. <laughs> Hi, we maybe haven't met before. And then they have like a, some awkward chit chat. I, 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 Wesley falls in love with Pulaski's daughter. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see. So Wesley went off with the traveler. Remember that? Yeah. You know, 
So I would like to see that Wesley has come back with the powers of the of a god, and he's going and he's mad and wants to destroy the earth. So I don't think he'd be Picard mad. has to get everyone together to destroy Wesley. That's, uh, what, that's what get the gang back together. Here it is. There's a distress call. Two ships answer it. One is Riker's ship yeah. that he's in command of. Then the other is the Enterprise right. with Picard. It's Barkley's ship. <laughs> And they've hit some kind of horrible fragment that's like destroying the crew. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Barkley's in trouble. Yeah, we have to save. Barclay. They've got to. They got to save Barkley. Everything. Everything looks. Looks normal to me. Mm-hmm. Computer, activate anti-grav unit. Damn it. I think that wraps it up. Yeah, that's it. phases to fun. Thanks to Larry Pontius yeah, Larry for joining Pontius. us. Larry, yeah. you have anything you want to promote? Um, I, I'm renovating my house, so if anybody would uh, like to stop by and paint, that would be great. Give out your address. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to get a lot of, uh, if, if anybody were to follow me on Twitter, at Larry Pontius then I'm sure I'm going to get some hate tweets about what I said about Gene Roddenberry. I want to thank all the thousands of Set Phasers to Fun podcast listeners who um, traipsed out to the Laugh Riot Girl Comedy Festival here in Los <laughs> Angeles. The throngs of people that came to see me do my comedy stylings. Um, thanks for coming out. And it was a little embarrassing how you plagued uh, me for autographs, but, you know, I appreciate it. I, you get overwhelmed when you see a podcast luminary. I like all the selfies the that were being We taken. appreciate you showing up in uniform. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you showing up in uniform and help me more easily identify. You realize um, that's a dare. Show up in uniform. <laughs> I would love it, actually, if That'd anyone ever listened to this podcast and then Thanks again. If you wanna if you have any questions, if you wanna write in, it's at Seth Phasers Pod on Twitter and set phasers to fun pod at gmail.com. Uh, but you don't check the Gmail. We just I just did. Nobody wrote in. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. You are the heart in my day and the soul in my night. I don't think this is my style. Shut up, kid. Tell me more about 